0: Listen up, we are back for another episode of the Construction Mentor Podcast. I'm coming to you from my hotel room in Virginia. I am just south of Richmond. I'll be north in a little bit, just like the song. But as I mentioned before in my other episodes, I am doing some of these from my hotel rooms because as I travel for work, I have several dozen projects. I'm traveling every other week or so, um, sometimes even every week. And it's just not efficient for me as a husband and a father and somebody who is chasing so many new career opportunities to find time to get in the studio. I promise I will be back in the studio at some point. I know we create great content uh, from there. But in the meantime, I'm going to be coming to you on the road and I will be happy to share any of my experiences as I travel for my career. Again, career in construction is a great opportunity if you're interested in seeing the country or seeing the world. There is a plethora of opportunities all around the globe. There is no better industry, in my opinion, to have opportunities to travel and experience new places, new people, new things. Now, uh, you might notice I'm in my Patriot shirt. Uh, Why do I bring that up? I'm in my Patriot shirt and my first form hat because these things, these companies, these symbols mean something to me. First form. Uh, First and foremost, means that you should always strive for personal excellence, right? You should always strive for improvement, to improve every day just a little bit. And that's a mentality that we need to have as we try to build a better future for ourselves, which is the intent of the Construction Mentor podcast. My Patriot shirt again, what it means to be a Patriot to, to me is to be somebody to lift up our community and to take pride in that. And that's why I'm doing this podcast. I want everyone to understand. That the advice, the mentorship, uh, the things that I talk about on this podcast, I truly think bring value to everybody. And I think it's a message that needs to be heard for all of us to get better as a community and to pull as many people into affluence as possible. I wouldn't be where I am today if I didn't have five people in my life that went out of their way to bring value and mentorship to me out of no benefit to themselves. And lastly, anything that I say here is exactly what I would tell my own son. I have an 18 month old son and God forbid, you know, anything ever happened to me. This is a diary or a um, a log <laughs> of those lessons that I would want to make sure that he was able to absorb when he was ready for it and when he needed it. So it is very important to me. And i wanted to i just want everyone to know how genuine um and well intended the well intent that i have um you know to bring knowledge spring mentorship and opportunity opportunities of affluence to as many people as i can so if you like what you hear here please like please share um go on my website you can download a ton of tools that we have available for you now whether it's uh logs uh, finance logs communication logs You can schedule mentor sessions if you want to have a one-on-one conversation with me. People have been doing that. Uh, We have met with uh, several young men recently, and that's what this podcast is going to be about. This episode is about the number one question that I've been getting lately, which is how do I find that first job opportunity in this industry? And what I'll get to is it's not just about finding that opportunity, it's how to present yourself when... That when you locate that door, when you locate that opportunity, because it's pretty easy to shake the tree and have stuff fall out and have opportunities presented to you. The difficult thing is presenting yourself in a manner that makes people want to pay you or invest their time and mentorship in you to create a valuable asset, a valuable um, individual with a skill set that can charge top dollar for their own time and give them a skill set that'll feed them put food on their their table their family's table for the rest of their life so i do want to point something out college is not bad i'm not saying a lot of people think that in my previous episodes i'm out here to trash college and push people purely into the trades that is not that is not true i'm simply saying that you need to have a high roi on the investment of your education no matter what the education is now The average college graduate, according to some publications, and I'll use the high number because I see it as low as the 40,000s, but we'll call it $55,000 a year, okay? That's according to Business Insider. Again, the average college graduate makes $55,000 a year according to Business Insider. I have now had two people, two business owners on my podcast who pay their entry-level journeyman up to 45% more than the average college graduate. Between 60 to $80,000 more, this is not a prevailing wage situation. This is not a union situation. These are non-union trades, a demo contractor and a plumbing contractor way outside of any major metro area, okay? I had a third person who dropped out of high school in 10th grade, which I am not advocating for, but made $200,000 last year as a carpenter. Okay. So when you read my comment section and you hear all the people or you see all the people chirping about, you know, union versus non-union and, you know, what they're making in in relation over the course of a career uh, versus a college student, you know, when, if if you're going to go to college and you have a $300,000 note on a six and a half percent interest rate, and that's really going to cost you $700,000 to pay off by the time you're done, then whatever that gap is, for lifetime earnings is gone. Okay. And you spent the first two decades near the poverty line where you don't have to do that. If you go, if you choose the right major, or if you go into the trades. Now, most of the people that I've spoken to recently, and this is what this conversation is tailored towards, don't want to go to college. They want to go into a career right away in the trades. And they all want to be in a situation where they learn, right? And we're going to do another episode on Uh, how you, how you conduct yourself at work to make sure that you are presenting yourself and you're showing up every day as a person that people want to teach and people want to sink their time into. But for this, let's talk about how to identify those opportunities and then how to present yourself to take advantage of those opportunities. Now, how do we get these jobs? Especially with no experience, even as a teenager, that is the most common question that I'm getting. So First, you want to find the job, then you want to have a resume, um, and then we want to talk about how to present yourself. Now, the best way to do it is to have the education up front. So what does that look like? If you're young, say you're 10 to 13 years old, you should really consider going to a vo-tech, a vocational technical high school that will give you hands-on education. They will give you work experience. They will have you go to work instead of going to class some days so that when you're 18 and you graduate, you actually have a resume and a skill set that you can present, right? If you don't have that, then you can go to trade school, which is much of the same thing. You can either go while you're in high school at night or you can go after you graduate typically at night. And oftentimes they will pair you with a shop, with a subcontractor, a trade contractor of some kind to get you work experience while you're in trade school. Uh, this is along the same lines of an apprenticeship. There are formal apprenticeship programs out there, both union and non-union. If you're in a major city, I suggest you go union. If not, um, you know, IEC is an example of electrical contractors. It's a network across, I think it's every, it's every state, but it's like 52 major cities in the areas around them where, you know, there's several chapters in Florida where I live and they, pay for you to go to school at night and you go and you earn a, a good salary and benefits. Uh, you're employed with a company and then they hire you full-time afterwards. And I think their journeymen starting out are making 60 grand plus health benefits. If they don't have a car, a car of their own, they're making they're getting a gas card or they're getting a company van, right? So that first step is finding some sort of an education, right? That is the best way to posture yourself. Now, you don't have to have that. Here's why you don't have to have that to get started. Then you want to go to apply. And when you go to apply to jobs, you do, you, there is such a high demand for young people with good attitudes who are eager to learn, good work ethic, and are humble. If you can somehow get that on a resume and you can present that to somebody when you go sit down in an interview, you're going to get hired. They're going to give you an opportunity. They're going to bring you on. They're going to have you do, uh, you know, low level manual labor tasks. Maybe you're digging holes. Maybe you're, maybe you're, you're pushing a broom around a job site and then they'll slowly start working you into how to do carpentry and hang drywall and then finish carpentry. Or maybe then, you know, you're, you're going to get tools and, and you're, you're cutting pipe and then you learn how to thread pipe and then you learn how to, um, solder and weld pipe. And maybe if you're an electrician, maybe you're bending conduit and then, which are those gray pipes that wire go into and then you're um you know wiring things or you're hanging light fixtures or you know whatever it is again there is such a demand with a low supply of young people with good attitudes good work ethic and that are humble that you will get a job opportunity so how do you apply number one the easiest way is google right i've moved from boston to california didn't know a soul had five job offers. I moved from California to New York. Same thing. Five job offers. I moved from Boston to Florida. Same thing. Well, I had three job offers because it was COVID and a lot of people weren't hiring, but I still was able to get that. And it was all through Google. And that was because all I did was I literally went online and I Googled contractor, general contractor, subcontractor. Uh, And whatever shook out, I would, whether there was a job posting or not. I mean, a job posting is a good thing, but you don't need it. Either, either fill out the job posting or respond to the job posting or look up whoever owns the company, president, vice president, head of HR, any, any senior executive that's listed there with an email address or a phone number and reach out to them, send them a resume, say, Hey, I'm interested. I have no experience, but I'm looking to learn. I work really hard. I show up on time. I leave late. Yeah. I show up early. I leave late right? I have no problem getting my hands dirty. There is no job too small that you can give me because I am so eager for this opportunity. If they're not listed, call the number. Hey, who do I talk to? I'm interested in a job. I'll do anything. If you go back and listen to episode seven, that's how um, Al Miller, who owns a $20 million a year demo company now, got his first job opportunity he got his first job opportunity. I think it was with ABC demolition and he was moving from Detroit to Indianapolis and it was literally ABC. It was the first one listed. He walked right into their office and they hired him on the spot. And that was to get uh, as a position of him coming out of the field as a demo guy in for a sales position for a business development position. So again, education, then you apply for the job. You shake the, the Google tree. You see what comes out and you reach out. Now, When you get that interview, I highly suggest you schedule a time with me to do a mock interview so that you get used to some of these questions and maybe you can shake the butterflies out, but you should do a mock interview with somebody. Okay. Be prepared to answer questions about um, yourself, what your ambitions are, what you want to get out of this work experience, where you see yourself in five to 10 years, right? Why you want this job and be prepared to sell yourself as a, as a humble, hardworking, eager to learn person. Now, what's really important, this is really important, that most people don't understand. And I'm coming to you as an, an, an executive of a major general contractor. I, I used to be, a very short time ago, an executive of a smaller local contractor in Florida. I have seen hundreds of college students at job fairs. It is astounding to me how crappy they look, how disheveled they look when they go to present themselves to employers for the first time. It's very clear that nobody's telling them how to dress. And the same thing happens in the trade world when young people are going to present themselves to a contractor, even though it's a blue collar job and you're not going to be wearing a shirt and tie every day, you still need to present yourself as a clean cut, competent person. So let's talk about those things. Now, I had my father to teach me these things. And here's how important this is. I want, I want you to understand this. I ended up going to college. But before I went to college, I interviewed at a trade school. I interviewed at the local 537 Pipe Fitters, um, Pipe Fitter Union Trade School in Boston. When I sat down for my interview, the guy looked at me and he looked at my last name and he said, oh, he said, is your father so-and-so? And I said, yes yes, sir. Yes, sir. Right. <laughs> Cause it's always sir or ma'am. That's number one, write that down. And he said, Oh, this interview is over. There's no point in this. I already know. You've already been coached on how to answer all the questions correctly. And I had a shirt and tie on with a, in a suit. And I was, you know, I presented myself the way that they want to see. It was very clear that I had the answers to the test. That is a privilege that I had growing up. The expectation, I knew the expectation walking into the room because of because of the precedent that my father set for me. Right. Not everybody has that. I am here to do this for you. Okay. I'm here to help you on this. So here's how I presented myself to go into the room. Number one, fingernails, cut your fingernails. Okay. If something very simple, and it might not matter to you, but it matters to somebody. Okay. A lot of, a lot of people, especially, um, older men in the construction industry, they see long, dirty fingernails, it's a sign of laziness it's a sign of incompetence make sure you cut them your pants make sure they have no holes in them if you're if you're going for a trade position jeans are fine right but you don't want to have any holes on them make sure that they're clean if you and again for any of these clothing items if you got to go to a salvation army go to a salvation army it's like it's like remember the titans you know there ain't a bum on the street that looks that looks worse than you people okay so you can go get a, a box of ties for 50 cents You can go get a clean pair of jeans somewhere for short money. Okay. Even if you have to borrow them, your shoes. Okay. Wear shoes that apply for the job. All right. If you can wear a pair of dress shoes with a nice pair of pants, wear that. If you have jeans on, wear a nice pair of don't wear sneakers. Don't wear, definitely don't wear dirty sneakers and definitely don't have them untied. But ideally you want a nice pair of boots. They can be beat up a little bit because you want to show that, uh, it's not a bad thing to show that you've been working, doing something right. Your feet are wet. They are dirty. But at the same time you don't want to have your steel toe showing your composite toe showing you don't want to have the seams busted right so a little wear and tear is good uh, but for the most part you want them to look sharp you want them to look clean okay your car your car should be clean it should be washed you don't have to roll up in a rolls royce you know i understand that especially when you're younger you're 18 you might have a couple dings on it right but you at least want to make sure that it looks like it's something that you're taking care of the owner of this company Every once in a while in an interview, he'll walk outside and he'll look in the car. Is it a mess? Does it look clean? Does it look like they care? Not not what kind of car it is, not how nice is the car, but are they taking care of it? When you pull up to that front door and they look out the window, make them think that you're at least taking care of your stuff. Your shirt, no matter what job interview you go into, your shirt should have a collar. Okay, if you're going for a trade position, go in, find a polo, tuck that polo in, Nice collar, good look. If you're going for, you know, an office position or something like that, you you definitely want to have a button up. A tie is even better. But think of it like this. If you, if somebody pulled up your house to do work and we call these trunk slammers in the industry, right? Because they don't have, um, they don't have a truck. They have a beat up, usually sedan. They pull up, they pull tools out of their trunk. They slam it shut. They have a hole in their shirt. They look like they just slept in a dumpster. You don't want to come across as that person right? If the same, if somebody else pulled up and they have a truck, um, uh, that's, you know, clean, well put together, they get out, they have jeans, nice clean pair of jeans, nice boots with a polo that's tucked in. Even if they're coming to do carpentry work or yard work or whatever it is, that looks like somebody that you want at your house to do work. So show up for a job interview looking like that. All right. The next one, shaving young men, clean shave, please. If you have facial hair, make sure it's tight and make sure that it looks good, but you better have a full beard. A lot of you guys out there, you need to accept that you've got a baby face, that you're, you're, <laughs> your testosterone isn't in full throttle yet, and you can't grow facial hair. All these straggly things and this, this, this peach fuzz, the excess peach fuzz that you got going on, you got to get rid of it, all right? It looks terrible. Not only does it, it, does it look unappealing for a potential employer, because again, you look lazy and you don't look like you have a self-awareness, but you're not going to be able to find a date. There isn't a man or a woman that you're going to be able to attract that thinks that that's attractive. Just accept that you can't grow it. Maybe you can later on in life. I've had a lot of facial hair come in in the last 10 years, but for the purposes of this job interview, clean shave. If you have facial hair, uh, keep it trim, keep it tight. Okay? Make it look intentional. Now, when you go to present yourself, what's the first thing you do? Handshake. You got to have a strong handshake. Always with the right hand, elbow in. You don't want your elbow flared out, you know, 90 degrees parallel to the ground. You want to elbow in, firm handshake. Make sure you get a good squeeze, right? You want lock that, to lock that web of your hand into their hand and you, and you want to lean in and you want to squeeze, okay? Very, very, very important. And you ladies out there, same thing for you. Okay. Show them that you're not there to play around. A lot of these guys, they need to know that you have sharp elbows and and you're there to work. Okay. So make sure you get that strong handshake in there. Just because you're a lady doesn't mean that you can't have a strong handshake. Love love a woman with a strong handshake. Whenever you answer a question, they are after that handshake. Yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Make them tell you not to call them that. Okay. It is a sign of respect. It shows that that you care, you're polite and that they can trust your conduct on a construction site when a client is around or not around. Okay. And again, when, when you're in that conversation, there's nothing that you won't do, All right? There's no job too small. You're humble. You just want to learn. You love overtime. If they need you to stay, actually, yep, I need the money. I am so hungry and I am so hungry to shine. I will work a 16 hour day. I'd love to collect that overtime. Right. And then keep harping on that eager, eager, eager opportunity to learn. Now, a lot of people will shake their head at some of the things that I've said here and the way to present, present yourself and that you shouldn't have to change the way that you look to appeal to somebody else or you don't have the means to appeal to somebody in this way. Or, you know, you don't wanna be some corporate stude. You You wanna be a blue collar guy. You wanna wear Carhartt and you wanna wear t-shirts and that's just what you feel comfortable in. That's your persona. I want you to think about this. The type of person that cares about the things that I just said is the type of person that you want to be mentored by. These are the opportunities that you are going to learn the most from. These are the opportunities that will be the best investment of your time, of your blood, your sweat, your tears, your equity, to put yourself in a position where in just a few years, you're going to be able to charge top dollar for the skill set that you have. Maybe you rise in this company. Maybe you start your own company. Maybe you go to another company and you're and you're getting 5 getting $10 an hour over the rate that everybody else is getting. The only way that you're going to do that is if you find somebody that is a top tier mentor, the best at what they do. And somebody that cares about every single detail, not only in their installation, but in the presentation of their business, the presentation of themselves and the presentation of the people that they have representing them on their job sites. That is why you need to care about those things. It isn't about you today. Is it about, it is about, it is not about you today. Is it about (laughs) I can't get over this word. I'm tripping over my own tongue. It is not about you today. It is about somebody else and the value they want to instill in you because of the value that they already have themselves that they can pass on to you for you to gain that freedom tomorrow. Then you can present yourself any way you want. Again, Let's go over that. So first, education, VOTEC, trade school, apprenticeship. Those are the best options. You don't need them. Either way, the next step is to apply. Be confident, okay? Be confident, good kids, good attitudes, hard work ethic, eager to learn. That is all you need to get the right opportunity. Get a resume together. Get on Google. It's a numbers game. Reach out to as many companies, as many high-level people as you possibly can. Both commercial and residential in your area dress and appearance okay nails trim them pants clean no holes shoes either dress shoes or or construction appropriate ppe footwear uh, without any busted seams or, or stuff showing clean car um, shirt with a collar always a must you want to be clean shaven or you want to keep that tight you want to have your hair done okay comb your hair Okay, show, show them that you care, comb your hair, have a solid handshake, yes, sir, no, sir. Tell them there's nothing that you won't do. You love overtime. You're, you're eager for an opportunity to learn every single second that you can. And you always show up early, 15 minutes early is on time, and you'll always be the last one out the door. Now. If you like this content, please like, please share, please subscribe. If you want a one-on-one session, please go to constructionmentor.org. Happy to sit down do a mock interview with you. I have a resume template on there for you to fill in. And if you absolutely need it, um, we can even do uh, mock interviews. We can actually share a screen. We can go look for some of these companies. We can look at some of these apprenticeships. We can look at some of these job offers. I am here to help you and I'm here to do it. as affordable as, as possible. Okay. So I will see you next time. Take care. Comb your (laughs) hair.